Grab your Bibles, if you will, and open to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. If you're not familiar with that chapter, that is the word, that is the uh, apostolic word of institution of the Lord's Supper. That's where Paul uh, chides the Corinthian church for abuses that had occurred while receiving this sacrament. So let me read you just a portion of that, beginning at uh, verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Here we go. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this. As often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The grass withers and the flower fades. The word of our God, that endures forever. As a child, as a boy, um, I was raised in a church that was that was um, highly ritualistic. Maybe the word liturgical rings a bell. Um, by that I mean that every Sunday in the course of the worship service, we included several things. We included uh, the Gloria Patri. We included the doxology, um, a responsive reading the Apostles' Creed, and even the Lord's Prayer every week. we um, Those things were in the worship service. Maybe that's where my uh, antipathy for ritual was birthed. I, I don't know. But I, I know that in my mind, repeating something over and over and over and over again didn't enhance the value of that thing. It did the very opposite. That the, that the beauty of what we were saying um, was being lost to us. It wasn't, um, it, it wasn't registering. It was, it was really, um, it was things even like the Lord's Prayer, which is a, a portion of Scripture. It became mindless repetition which, um, if it didn't destroy the value entirely, it certainly uh, diminished the value significantly of those, of those great things, those rich statements of faith. My favorite example, which I have used before, but if you've never heard this, then it'll certainly serve as an excellent illustration of what I mean. Um, if you were raised in a similar church, you remember the thing called the Gloria Patri? It goes like this. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, amen. Ring a bell? For those of you who've never heard me do this, i got a question for you. What is the it 
What are you talking about, Jimmy? What is the it? Well, let me me do it again. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, the it. What is the antecedent of the impersonal, the indefinite pronoun it? What does the it refer to? <laughs> I have asked that literally dozens of times in different settings. I'm not sure I've done it from the pulpit. Maybe I have, but um, what is it? I've asked it, and no one, no one has ever come up with the right answer. Not one time. Not one time. Well, let, let me just give you the answer. Um, the it refers to the Trinity. Glory be to the Father and to the Son. And to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning. But but you see my point. I sang that for 20 years. And didn't have the slightest notion what I was saying. (laughs) And if you didn't know what the it was, you didn't know what you were saying either. And thus... My hatred of ritual was born. But do you know what you have in this text? Oh, you get a lot uh, in that, those four verses that I read you. But at least one of the things that you have in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 26, is the establishment of a ritual. You see, he mentions it twice in verse 25 and 26. He says, um, do this as often as you drink. And then in verse 26, for as often as you eat this. Do you see what, Je- what Jesus is, Paul is quoting Jesus, and do you see what Jesus is doing? He's establishing something that is to be repeated again and again and again And again, he is giving rise to, birth to, a ritual. This sacrament is to become a ritual. It's to be done over and over and over again. Now, guys, the, 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 um, the degree of repetition is really, it varies from church to church. For instance, uh, there are some churches, perhaps you've been a part of them, that have the Lord's Supper every week. Um, there are other churches that have the Lord's Supper quarterly. We here at Gracie Van, we do it monthly. Uh, John Calvin wanted to do it daily. But, guys, what that means is, <laughs> at least one of the smaller things that that means is, My opposition to ritual is wrong. Now, I I by no means am announcing that next Sunday we will be doing the Gloria Patri in a responsive reading. I'm, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that ritual in and of itself It's not the problem. The, 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 uh, 
the mistake is not in the Gloria Patri. Listen to that. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the... Glory be to the Trinity. Is that a bad thing? No, that's not, uh, that's not where the problem lies. And there is such a thing as good ritual. The problem arises, I think, in the fact that we haven't engaged. That is, we have shifted our minds into neutral. You know how those transmissions work, you know, the little teeth lock in, and at least they used to. But but what we've done is we've hit the clutch, you know, you don't have a clutch, but, and, and we've the, the, the transmission has disengaged. And we can step on the accelerator all we want and say it louder and louder and louder. But there's there's nothing engaging. Because really our minds are at places that that we deem that are more intriguing or more entertaining or more or more meaningful or more necessary. We're thinking about the argument that we have with our kids on the way to church, or we're we're thinking about the, the slumping economy, or we are, we're we're thinking about what I'm gonna do this afternoon. And so we enter into a a repetitive act without ever engaging. And the value of the thing is lost on us. Because um, because we haven't engaged. Guys, according to this little, the words as often, those words, Jesus intended, he intended for us to think of this often. Think of what? Um, this? No. No. But he intended for us to think of what this, what this symbolizes often. In the mind of Jesus Christ, our thinking about this is something that he wanted us to do often. Often. The thing that it represents, the thing that it points us to, and of course, you, you know what it points us to, guys. That red stuff in there is supposed to symbolize blood. And that, that red thing there, that's supposed to symbolize life and the breaking of it. And in the mind of Jesus Christ, he thought that it was very important that we think about that often. I'm going to put it another way, and then we're going to we're going to head to the sacrament. There's an old hymn that we don't sing. I don't even know if we sing it at all here at Grace of Man, but it was a good hymn, still is a good hymn. Um, the old rugged cross. And I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. That's all. Well, my point is this: what this service is, it is a call. To you. To cling. The cross points you to the same thing that this sacrament does. And so, this is a service that calls you to cling.
sling. You know, guys, without what, without the event that is symbolized by these things, you and I are still in our sin. If this had never taken place, not the sacrament, but the thing that it points to, if this had never taken place, we're not forgiven. But because it has, we're forgiven. And so, I'm calling you to cling to that. Engage your mind and cling. One other thing and I'm done. Guys, nowhere, I I think this is a true statement. I don't think this is an overstatement. Nowhere are we able to see the love of God in more beauty and more glory than in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And the more I gaze on that, it changes me. It transforms me. It fixes me. And I need to be fixed. And that's why. I think Jesus made this into a ritual. My brother and sister in Christ, come. Come cling. Come cling to the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Let's pray. Our Father, we ask that you will give us the ability to fix our attention upon this great finished work of Jesus Christ for us. That our um, that the, the distractions that get a hold of us by the minute, that these distractions might be set aside so that we can cling to the old rugged cross on which the Prince of Glory died, spilled his blood, broke his body, and did that so that forgiveness might be ours. Give us the the simple power of concentration as we try to gaze on the finished work of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name.